2: On today's episode of Weekend at Bergman's, boys just want to have fun. Representing the art house, it's John Cassavetes' 1970 *Husbands* with Ben Gazzara, Peter Falk, and John Cassavetes. And representing the mainstream, it's Todd Phillips' 2009 super smash hit comedy *The Hangover*, starring uh, who's Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis, Ken Jeong, Heather Graham. Lots of people are in it. Joe, Shelly? Michael, are you ready? Oh yeah. Then roll that theme song. Oh, it feels good every time. How you been, Joe? You had a good week? Yeah. Every week you and I watch two movies together. Well, not quite together because we watch them apart. You at your house and me at mine. Whoa. We watch the same two movies Barf and shit and one come one and piss But how do we choose these two movies? Well, one is a brilliant, beautiful work Of cinematic art the height of the medium And the other one is Extreme a am yes, talking popcorn, and I'm baby saying
3: I'm saying break, break, But break, what happens I'm when we
2: watch them back to questions, back questions, And we or have or to say which one we like better
3: And break, we have break, to, break, to be break, honest I'm Welcome to welcome. welcome to Weekend in
2: so We're gonna Just watch an break, art house we'll Movie and a mainstream movie, and we're gonna tell you which one we like better. And the one that we like better is gonna go into the canon, if right. I'm if I'm correct. No, no and The one 100%. that and the one that we did not like as much is gonna go in the trash, trash can, and we're never allowed to watch it again for the rest of our lives. As long which, as we live. Which this week is gonna be a mercy, I feel, no matter how which way it goes. Wow. Um, Wait. I'm I don't know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll let the conversation take um, its course. I'm, I'm, I'm already I'm, incensed. I'm coming in with uh, ideas and, and 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 preconceptions, but I'll let the conversation take its course. I'm willing to be swayed.
0: My God. But I do have
2: ideas. I'm thrilled. I do have ideas this week. I got you right where I want you. Uh, welcome to Weekend of Bergman's. I'm Brett Boehm. I'm seated across from my co-host Joe Silio. So happy to be here. This is a fucking dream. And if you are not watching on Forever... If you're not signed up for Forever Dog Plus, you're missing the boat this week. Because yeah. every week we, we dress up uh, as, uh, as characters from the movie or sort of representative of the movies... I do the art house movie. You do the mainstream movie. Yes. Although it has been established that you are secretly, arguably, sort of more pretentious than I am, so maybe right. at some point we switch. Hey, I mean, I'm open to anything. Let's keep I'm it. I'm excited like, to be here, man. Let's let's table that for now, but let's think about that as an option. <laughs> but for now, I'm dressed up as husbands. I'm kind of doing some gross hybrid of the three leads. Uh, I've got uh, two cigarettes. I'll uh, uh, be smoking at the same time. Uh, yeah. And then I have a, a, a vase full of uh, <laughs> yeah. full of beer. Yep. Um, which is probably maybe a, a a tenth of the alcohol consumed in in husbands, oh, if that, an hundredth, friend. Yeah. So I tried to I tried to to sort of um, uh, imitate what would be a normal normal sized glass of beer in in husbands in the right. era of husbands. Um, and um, I'm gonna try to get through it during and this you're, recording. You're, you're, <laughs> y- in your, your theme song was giving me
0: singing scene in husband's bar very thank and you i felt like the woman being accosted oh, during no, during oh, that no. theme that scene.
2: is a terrifying maybe uh, i mean uh almost a horror movie at moments I, we'll Absolutely. talk we'll talk about it that was a terrifying scene oh yeah it's um, very actually we'll talk about it uh so we do have two guests today which is very exciting we're not I'll alone wait. for this because i do for not want little. to be alone for this no uh so we have two guests we'll bring well, on here. a second uh yeah but you and i i mean that's that's it, the it's the, the node and the anti-node thank you yeah yeah, yeah just two two heads on one body this point right, so yeah. mm-hmm. um uh and sometimes i'm like is joe even here am i like, like i like if you literally if this was a harvey scenario i would not be zero surprised. you're you're correct yeah literally yeah, the fine. I'm expecting some point yeah. some mm-hmm. light to flash, and then I open my eyes, and you're just like a stuffed animal, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, it would not be surprising to find out that's it. No, so great. we have these wonderful guests. Wonderful guests. So let's, I mean, really quickly, though, I wanted to check in, because we don't really, now that you are in baby mode. I've been MIA for the We don't like really talk at all, which is fine, which is fine, which <laughs> is fine. This is our moment. Uh, I respect it. I understand it. Yeah. I've been through it, uh, but just wanted to catch up. How's, how, how, how are you? How's everything going? Thank
0: you so much. Everything is great. Enzo is great. Sarah's parents arrived in town yesterday, so we got a nice little. Family backup support Uh, But my baby is great I miss him, I miss him right now but that being said, I'm also happy to be here. You miss him right this moment. Sure, why That's not? So you miss your son. That's, oh, Of course, of course. Yeah, of course, I miss my son.
2: Yeah. Miss my beautiful baby boy. Come on. That's so sweet. I'm only it's human. just sweet to hear. I'm yeah, only human. It's sweet to hear. Uh, well, let's bring on our guests. Um, this is very exciting. Um, these two have a great movie podcast. Our yes. compatriots in the movie podcasting uh, uh, genre. Love it. Uh, a wonderful podcast called Everyone Is Hot, which I want to uh, talk about the premise of because it's got True. one of the great premises um, among movie podcasts. Uh, let's welcome to the show. Welcome to Week at Bergman's, Shelly Brooks and Michael Stevens. Hello. 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 Hello.
4: Hi, boys. I'm sorry to break up the sausage fest. Wow. Oh, we need a scene of me yelling at you and telling you, you need to get your life together, mister. <laughs> 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 Enough <laughs> of these friends.
2: I'm just going to Napa Valley. <laughs> uh, this is so exciting. Um, it's great to have you guys on. I wanted to talk about, um, you ho- uh, have a podcast called Everyone is Hot, where you look at... Um, Un, uh, how would you phrase it? I don't want to unconventionally hot. What is what is the we, terminology mm. use? Yeah, we
4: struggle with this as well because yeah, we don't want to be with like it all Who time. the uggos that you're attracted Because right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the premise. We've had some right. very conventionally beautiful people as the choices on the show too, right, Michael?
1: Yeah. Oh my god, Jennifer Lewis. Like you can't mm-hmm. even yeah. you can't even argue. Sandro. You know? Oh God. So, so it's really
4: about uh people who are underappreciated That's as it. being sex symbols or leading men and leading ladies. Oh gosh, but you, we yes. have had some, you know, it started with the idea of you know truly unique character actors because yeah. you know yeah. we've talked about Danny DeVito. We've yep. talked. We had Shrek as one of the choices. Love that it. I guest came love in it. with
2: hot, love it, very hot, yeah. very hot. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, I, because I struggled too because you, you guys had me on, which was so nice, and I I tried to think. <laughs> that was of, so nice. I tried to think <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I did mention last week uh, is the second podcast I've ever been invited on. So it was a true honor. It's a fucking charity. It was a true honor.
4: <laughs> and we really. were like, what a get. Yeah. <laughs> we were, <laughs> so busy we were freaking show. out.
2: I cleared my schedule. I said, I don't want not, to, nothing else. I got to do this. Um, but it was, uh, I struggled too because I was like, I kept thinking of names and I was like, I was like, but they're just like. They're super hot. Like, I'm like, I like, <laughs> I. So, eventually, the rubric I came up with was like, if within the movie that they're in, if the movie is framing them as sort of the like, less. Because I eventually chose Holly Hunter in Broadcast News, mm. who I think is just gor- yeah. gorgeous and yeah. just smoking hot. And, <laughs> yeah. Other like, people pick so attractive, Shrek. <laughs> people so attractive. <laughs> right. But within, within <laughs> broadcast DeVito, within okay. Broadcast News, uh-huh. you know they right, do the right, thing right. where they're like William she, right. William Hurt, and then the, I can't remember the actress's name, but there's another woman who are like presented as like the super hot people, right, right. and mm-hmm. then they sort of play up. Holly Hunter is, you know, wh- whatever, not as attractive as those and Albert Brooks as well. So that's kind of the so I thought I guess that that would qualify. I don't know. But who are some of the other like the some of your favorite um, uh, people that have been chosen for for everyone? Is not?
1: Mm-hmm. Dan- Danny DeVito, Ruthless People is probably my f- favorite person that we've talked about. Yeah,
4: that was a good one, especially because like Danny DeVito, I think, you know, is a handsome man. I'm attracted to Danny DeVito. But in Ruthless People, he tr- he plays like a true piece of shit. Yeah. So it was an interesting joke. but se-
0: sexy nonetheless. Hmm. Yeah. What, what it was what, a good uh,
4: episode because good. Uh, our guest isn't was an exceptionally tall woman, and mm-hmm. so she picked yeah. uh, a short guy. So we did short kings. Wow. Love so it. So I chose one of my classic faves, Sammy Davis Jr. Wow. Great. Great and, short king. Uh, Peter yeah. Dinklage was also in the mix. Love it. love it. It. I mean, love it. Hot it was good. Okay. <laughs> great.
0: I love. I love this. This is great. We get, everybody has to go check out this out. Start with the Danny DeVito episode. Yes. But but this is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Love
2: yeah. That. Great podcast. Um and uh are there going into today's movies husbands and the hangover anyone that would qualify for everyone is hot in this movie or are these these absolutely absolutely let's bang them out who do you got take take us through who do you got
1: um peter falk thank you Uh, number one yeah i feel that's like the inspiration for our our show yeah Uh, truly it was was one of the first
4: people that we talked about
0: (laughs) right i mean completely and the the sex appeal is off the charts but i can't Locate the core of it, you know. It's just yeah. it's just emanating from all all pores, but I don't. I would never be yeah. able to to get to the to the center of
2: it. Someone uh, was going around on on Twitter a couple weeks ago the the Rolling Stone cover with Peter Falk from the seventies, where he's sort of like shirt unbuttoned, sort of down to the middle, and is he's just looking. he's got a cigarette, and he's like cigarette, yeah, yes, and he's just <laughs> like it's always like the idea of uh, people a guy who's like been through it. There's something about yeah. like Peter mm-hmm. Falk's like been through. Mm-hmm. It. He's like coming off mm-hmm. of something. Yeah, he's seen it. He's been there,
0: and he's also the king of just like snap and like the twinkle in his eye can just like mm. blind you. Yeah. You know, he, he can yeah. really turn the charm on on a dime, which is something that Cassavetes actively had to dissuade him from and shock him out mm. of in wow. the filming and making of husbands, because he said, "Oh, Peter Falk could just bumble his way through this film and charm and charm," <laughs> but I want to show the ugliest motherfucker who ever lived. So he had to like brutalize Falk on set. You know, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. We'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, you know, kinda, we're going talk.
2: Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Oh. I'm down on Cassavetes right now after watching. Husbands, but we'll yeah. Mm. Honey,
0: I'm up on Casavetti's oh right God. now. And sorry, we just need to establish. We, <laughs> we're right. just going to establish yeah. the dynamic. We early the, on, the, the take, early on, we're going to pick each little... other's temperature. Yeah, 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 early on, I'm
2: I'm up. Um, I'm we're Okay, I won't. All right, you me. know, I'm actually, sorry. let's start yeah. there. Right. If this yeah. was a like, if we were doing some kind of trending up, stop, trending stop. down, your feelings, because I I have to imagine, and this was, I, I have to say too, this pairing was. Uh, uh suggested by Shelly and Michael this was a oh, this really was a Shelley, yeah this this was this was uh this Wait, was well, their pairing thank, thank you very much um and mm-hmm. I loved it because I I was trying to I was thinking of the hangover very early on for this. Uh, show but was struggling to come up with th- there was almost like a, an excess of of options to pair uh sure. um, the hangover with but husbands I thought was just absolutely perfect yeah. um uh just boys behaving badly whatever you want to say yeah um in different it's almost silly how eras. it
4: maps like three friends for yeah. the missing fourth friend yeah they have yeah. major yep. life events a wedding and a funeral <laughs> 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 You're They so go right. on these yeah. like a- adventures Flawless. they go to Vegas they go to London
0: <laughs> Flaws, uh, exactly Wait, so so where are you on the Cassavetes yes.
4: stock
2: market? Trending, Cassavetes, up, trending up, trending down.
4: down. And then I'd love to yeah, we'd love to get into Yes, Are pl- you in the Cassavetes husbands?
2: right now or are you or are you kinda yeah. like uh, where are we? Where, where are we?
4: Big time Cassavetes. Thank no, I, I love husbands. I hated it the Thank first you. time I saw it. I love it now. Uh, I'm a little worried because he has been, I think, declared uh, film Twitter's new wife guy like unproblematic wife guy and I'm like Ooh. what uh, oh, problem you're looking for an unproblematic wife guy he's not the guy to yeah. look honest
0: for. <laughs> to God but, okay so happy okay love that because I'm also hot up on Cassavetes Michael where are you netting out right now
1: uh, this is my third viewing of husband so uh, I didn't like it the first time I didn't like it the second time and then the third time I feel like I was finally convinced because uh oof
0: and there it is, I mean, three against one. I'm yeah. thrilled. I'm excited. Let's get in. Well, I the will. Fl- I will say though, yeah. there
2: is something interesting here, which is this is this is the first time I ever watched. I've ever seen husbands. This is my first mm-hmm. viewing of husbands. I do like Casavetti's kind of like. You know, I've I, I like him a lot throughout my life. Um, Face Faces is one of my all time favorite movies. I love Faces, and then I went I've seen all the like Gina Roland's movies. Um, I skipped mm-hmm. Husbands though. I just never got around to seeing it. Um, and so what you're saying though is maybe on second, third viewings, I am like you after the first viewing. If you can remember what you felt like then, I'm mm-hmm. in that yeah. mode right now, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, what the fuck, man! Like what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? What is this? What are you? What are you like? Come on, man! This is which makes all well, the sense in the world. Yeah. It makes oh, yeah. perfect yeah, fucking sense.
1: Okay. It's all by design. Right. Yeah. Um mm. like it oof.
4: I worked Uh, at a theater where we showed this movie, and like all the women in the office were like, "Fucking husbands! I can't believe we're showing fucking husbands again." This movie sucks. Toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. So, how do I? What is the? Well, very quickly, this will be. I think we do a thirty-second summary on husbands, right? (laughs) Right. All right, go ahead, Joe. Give us one of your classic. I'm not even gonna time it. Give us one of your classic uh, sixty-second summaries. Here's what
0: happens uh there's four friends and then one and they're all like middle-aged um middle class white guys and then one of the friends passes away and then the three guys spend the two days the 48 hours after the funeral just drinking together and you know uh, going through a range of emotions and then eventually their exploits lead them to London where they have uh, another series of exploits and there's a uh, drinking and there's cheating on their wives and then at the end of the film they go home and it would remind you of a Cassavetes film in the sense that it you know looks and feels documentary ish kind of in his way.
2: Thank you. Um, so how did you, Shelley, and Michael? How did you what what was different in the second and third viewings? What What am I maybe going to discover? What am I missing now? We'll discover later on multiple viewings of this movie. How did you come around on it? Oof. So first time I was like, this is unpleasant. Um, this is
1: awful. These are all the worst things about uh, men in one place. Um, this movie is so fucking long. Uh, and then the second viewing was for this show. I was like, all right, well, I guess we're watching this again. <laughs> Fuck. Um, all right. Um.
0: It was your idea, Michael. Just like by, you know, just <laughs> I will say, I think
3: maybe it
2: was uh, uh, okay. There's no teamwork it involved. Idea. It was just Shelly. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm remembering yeah. now. I got two lists. This was on Shelley's list. Okay. So yeah, I'm, just I'm just sorry before. to interrupt. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. I did not want to watch either of these, <laughs> um, and then I fell asleep uh, during the second half. And so I was like, fair, "All right, fair. yesterday, I was like, I gotta, I gotta watch this again, but I'll watch it."
2: And uh, from the beginning, and the beginning, or from where you left off, from where I left fair. off. Yes, fair um, point. I
1: yeah. think Ben Gazzara was fighting with his wife and uh, his <laughs> mother-in-law. <laughs> um, it's a good point. For and a good point for a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so watching the rest of it, I was like, you know what? This is kind of how it is. Um it is uncompromising, unpleasant, scary, and you know, Casavetti's he doesn't give a fuck yeah. whether you feel good right.
2: or feel bad. He wants you to feel bad, probably. Yes. Um but yeah, And I was reading too that he initially had a like three hour cut of the movie that got mm-hmm. shown that was I don't know how this is possible, but somehow was like was like more there was more emphasis on the comedy in the three-hour cut, and so they like I don't know I don't know how you have a three <laughs> it's just
4: like comedy in quotations. <laughs> yes, the guys were drunk yeah. and they were like, "Isn't the, this fucking in funny?" In the three-hour right, cut, right,
0: right. there's an additional ten minutes at the scene in London at the end where Gazara like goes off and it is like quite abusive. So they probably framed it as comedy, but like in this cut, they like shaved off a bunch of like abuse essentially, because oh, wow. when they screened it for Columbia initially, yeah, people were so incensed. That they were literally after the film screened at Columbia, everyone stood up and yelled fascists at the <laughs> at the screen. And everybody being the Columbia executives and Cassavetes would frame it as oh, they don't want to see the trials and tribulations of the middle class on the screen, which, you know, is probably true. But here's so, the yeah. but
2: then it was screened. I was reading it was this three hour cut was screened for the public mm. and they they loved it, but Cassavetes, Cassavetes hated why they loved it. He said they were, like, having too much mm-hmm. fun with it. And so that's when he uh, he cut out a lot of, one. like, I think there was a lot of extra of, like, the hijinks that we see early on. Yeah. Them, like, you yeah, did, like, a blooper Speedwalking cut? down the street and playing basketball and all that. I think there was more of the hijinks, and uh. people were sort of, like, ha- like having a ball and laughing and aren't these guys wild and well, rollicking. Look, it and, sounds
0: like, like this, like, the, the process from creation to distribution was, an Odyssey. It sounds like yes, it went yes. through myriad like cuts. I'm sure that's like also true. Like this is just it rode the wave. But like Michael was saying, um, uh, you know, the goal. You know, Casavetes doesn't care that everybody stood up and yelled fascist or didn't like it. He was trying. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where the guy's trying to make everybody upset. He probably liked that better
2: than the people who were he, laughing he did, at it. I, yeah,
0: I, <laughs> he, he he didn't want to cut it after being called fascist. And Columbia, you know, pulled some stunts and he eventually shaved it down a little smidge here. And well, a little smidge Shelley, left.
2: how did you? How, how did your opinion of the movie sort of change or recover, you know, through first, second, third viewing? So how, how did you come around on this movie?
4: Yeah, I mean, first viewing, I, I kind of checked out because it's just so it's so long. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. the scene in the bar with them improvising, like Ooh. I really appreciate it now. But when I first watched it, I, it felt very indulgent. And I think also my sort of like relationship with gender politics has changed over time so i think when i first saw it a few years ago all i could see was like a guy indulging in this like portrait of toxic masculinity and feeling like it was like overly sympathetic to it and i think now i yeah i think in the second third time that i watched it i my feelings on that topic had really changed a lot and i had a lot more empathy for sort of the strictures of masculinity and how the sort of like the way that the people with supposed Power and privilege like not only are hurting the, those around them but also like eating themselves alive and yeah i think that seeing just this like portrait of like these guys who can't communicate their own despair i mean Casavetti has that one line where he's like i want to tell my emotions and yeah oh sorry about <laughs> that <laughs> but uh yeah i think i think that i just have a lot more empathy now watching it um for the fact that like these guys are so so trapped and i think that it I love the juxtaposition of the, you know, supposed hijinks at the beginning because even then we've got the pall of the funeral over all of it. So yeah. even if they're being goofy, right. we know that these guys are just unable to face the reality of their lives. Yeah. That know? is the one,
2: that's the one note I think, you know, particularly compared to something like hangover. That's, that's the one note that I think that, that, that could make it work for me is the fact that it, it, it all begins in grief and it's kind of all a yes. response to grief. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that
4: him reacting that way to the audience positively responding to the three-hour cut that that makes me like him and feel like he understood the project of what he was doing so much more right. yeah because, I mean that's, yeah. I have to imagine that that audience was like the hangover audience in 2009 yeah. like loving yeah. it being like yeah <laughs> our wives are bitches we hate them
2: yeah that's a great point hang out with my yeah. boys And, and not just grief, but the like the existential dilemma of like we could be turned off. The lights could be turned mm. off at any second because I love that's why I love the I do love the photo montage. Into the mm. funeral of so, them, right? Of them just like you see them around a pool and they're flexing and they're and they're being goofy <laughs> and they're being goofy guys or whatever. And then one of them is just gone. And then, yeah. so I think it's the grief over his loss, but then the awareness that any of them could, could kind of, could kind of, you know, the light could yeah, turn off. At any I mean, second. they're
4: like in their 30s, they're maybe 40 in this. And Cassavetti's died yeah. at 59. Yeah, is that right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. On the young side for sure. Um, Yeah, yeah, I I I could start. I guess, yeah, I guess my question is sort of as the movie develops, to what extent does he remain? To what to what extent does he maintain a sort of critical distance on whatever you want to call it, the critical, the toxic masculinity? Or to what Mm. extent does he sort of get into Dick Cavett mode, where they're all like they are (laughs) those people (laughs) and they're having too much fun with it? That's the line I was trying to track.
0: Is interested in um, or I'll I'll say this: he's only interested in toxic masculinity, like Mm. as a project. Um, you know, that's what the movie is about um, and that's sort of the language we would use today. But I think what Cassavetes would frame it as is showing the ugly side of, of the realness of um, him and his friends and people like him. Mm-hmm. The, the movie feels so raw and difficult to watch because I think a lot of the production was what we would never, you know, unacceptable today right <laughs> like oh like my God. Uh, if i Damn. made a movie and i wanted it to be authentic and real like i still wouldn't pull these stunts because they're nonsense right it's like mm-hmm. cassavetes is an actor so the actors think the method is cool when it's nonsense and he kind of brings this method let's call it approach to his directing of films where he and uh, in some ways it's the most admirable beautiful thing about cassavetes it's it's the ying and the yang of why he's an incredible filmmaker um it's one of those artists where it's like oh boy here goes this guy with his bullshit but also it's like oh fuck unfortunately he has a body of work to sort of back up these bullshit results you know the results are fucking good so but in, in this film you know let's talk about like the bar scene. Like he would go in with a script, he would just throw it away. And then um, the extras, the other actors wouldn't know whether, is is Cassavetti's talking as the director? Is he talking as the actor? Is, is Falk just standing up and taking his clothes off? Like, and they're doing all this stuff, um, you know, without really telling anybody. And that's why the reactions are, and, and that's why it's so painful to watch and why it's so yeah. good at making us feel or whatever. But man, oh man, it's difficult to watch because it was, it was, it, not abusive but a version of abusive Mm -hmm. um in the filmmaking process and same with the sex scene at the end which is insanely uncomfortable and it was it was that woman's first day on set and he didn't tell her what was up and she walked away from the project not having a good good time at all so the ugliness is real but the ugliness is the project and um you know the results are right there on the screen it is not a funny movie it is a tough watch but but I think it's oh, I'm me, sorry. sorry. I, I'm so sorry. Please excuse me. I
4: was just going to say I think it's also worth noting in the bar scene that he was also really getting them drunk because yeah. the shots were fake. But the beer was real. So they spent oh. like several days getting completely tanked. <laughs> wow. So not only were these extras thrown off by his techniques, but like they were shit faced.
2: Wow.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. I did not know that.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's to the other. I, there's all these like balancing. It's just a balancing act with casaways all the time. And that's another balancing act is is the idea of like long, grueling shots like you're doing the thing that you're portraying, you're living it. this pursuit of of truth and authenticity at all costs. But I think at some point, like if you keep going farther and farther, at some point you pass through the other side and you're just in the sort of nonsense world where none of it like everyone's just sort Mm -hmm. of tired and drunk. And it's not it's not true at that point. It's just everyone's just exhausted and there's nothing there's nothing left to be found. And so that I think sometimes but but you don't know you can't. Go all the way without going over it. The, like you, there's no way to like nail it. You know, you always sort mm. of if that's the project, you're always going to go a little too far with it. So it's like it. It's just something that I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to be critical about it because you don't get Cassavetes without him going over the line. Mm. Um, but it was interesting to track that. I felt like, I mean, look, I love Faces, and Faces is the is the same way. I mean, like you know, Seymour C- Cassell, like yeah. you know. Um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, I'm forgetting the actress's name, but trying Gina to, Rollins um, not Gina Rose, uh, slapping her out of the like mm. drug overdose at the end is yeah, like yeah, is yeah. like there is some really visceral, real yeah. tough to watch scenes and faces, um, but I just found the characters more interesting in Faces. Like, I think it was mm. just it's just it just was more alive start to finish. A husband occasionally just feels like I feel like like I definitely get the points where I'm like we could have cut two minutes ago. There's not <laughs> there's nothing left here in this scene. Like we're yeah you know, yeah.
0: Mm. So you guys are like high on the project now. Like, so Shelly, what sort of, what are some of your favorite aspects and elements of this film that sort of distinguish it um, in, in your mind as a, as, a, as a good film or a great film?
4: Um, you know, I think that part of what was so, such an off-putting part of it when I first saw it is now sort of what I admire about it is how uncompromising it is, how it goes too long. Um, because while it is a slog as a viewer, oftentimes, I think that it really, it really mirrors the sort of experience of the characters and the fact that like, they are in this sort of like purgatory the entire time, like even when they're being goofy and doing hijinks, I mean, you just get the sense that they see their lives as this just long slog until they, you know, maybe get a heart attack like their friend. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. And I think also coming to it, when I first saw the movie, I, I didn't I wasn't as invested in Cassavetes or in, you know, Biggazar and Peter Falk Mm -hmm. and knowing them more and caring more about them and seeing the reflection of their relationships in the relationships on screen, I found very interesting, like Mm -hmm. the Criterion commentary. Uh, is by Marshall Fine is really great um, and he talks about how in the basketball scene that Ben Gazzara's feelings were really hurt because he was being <laughs> kind of left out and like that was the dynamic on set that Peter Falk and John Cassavetes were closer and I like Cassavetes would kind of like play it up to get him to feel bad so that he would play that on screen um, and I think also like to to what we've sort of been talking about is that I find Cassavetes interesting in the same way that I find like a Lars von Trier interesting or a Fellini interesting and in that like there are guys that are aware of the harmful things that they do and they can be critical of it on screen but also they keep doing it like the yeah, scene right. with the woman at the end like yeah, you know cool. he the way that they shot it. He, he pushed her so hard and he oh you God. know violated her boundaries and made her uncomfortable. Yeah. And you see that reflected on screen. So when you see it on screen, you as the audience are uncomfortable and you see that what he's doing is fucked up, yeah. but he then used those same methods to get that result. So you have this sort of queasy feeling of him both recognizing. Yeah. The, the discomfort of the scene, but still leaning into it in his techniques. And I find that, yeah. Unsettling, but also really interesting. Yeah. And how about you, Michael?
3: Oof.
1: Um, look, first time I tried to watch this, I was 29 and I was like, oh, these guys are dicks. Yeah. Um, and I think the storyline of it being about a change of life for men of going into uh, the next chapter of their lives after a death. I don't know. I'm a little bit older, so it just resonated uh, more with me personally. Um, I think that the, I, I think my first viewing, I thought the improvised dialogue was kind of, uh, I thought I was like, oh, this is garbage improv. Um, and then the, <laughs> Where's the
0: game, Cassavetes? Yeah, it was like,
1: <laughs> I don't know. What are you doing, Peter Falk? Like
2: beat. Yeah, edit the scene. Edit the scene.
1: Um,
3: <laughs> That's
2: what Roger Ebert hated too. I read the Ebert. He, Ebert like really? Ebert hated this movie, and he mm-hmm. like points to one line of dialogue. Uh, I don't know if I have it written here, um, uh, but there's there's you know multiple lines of dialogue where someone's just like, "What am I? What am I? What was I? Who, what was I talking about?" <laughs> like yeah. like oh, that would like Ebert that. was so pissed yeah. off about that. <laughs> I understand. He's like they're saying nothing. Yeah. They're saying nothing yeah. over and over again.
1: Yeah, well, like. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. that's I, I feel like that's what it feels like to be a man in a bar sometimes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or to witness men in a bar. It's like, oh, fuck these dudes. I mean, <laughs> that's what they were trying to. I, I think that was the prompt. So I mean, now that I understand, like, ah, oh, that's the mission. Mm-hmm. Create an unpleasant experience, yeah, right. <laughs> an unpleasant, uh, sad slog. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mind you, I'm been thinking about this movie a lot. Measured against, The Hangover, and then I guess Dude Wears My Car, which is another movie. I <laughs> yeah, watched I want to. I want to so. yeah. talk
2: about this. So we were we were doing a uh, we had a nice email thread going, um, and uh, some movie stuff came up that I wanted to talk about as well. Um, uh, and first, yeah, Michael, you said that you watched Dude Wears My Car before. <laughs> Watching uh, these two movies. How, how did yes. that how did how did that happen? Uh, uh, and what was the what, that what was the viewing like <laughs> What was the viewing? Like? and look I have no shade I, I like I, I I when you said that I was like maybe watch I, it tonight. I, I was like I might watch Dude firing Dude it. firing it up my car tonight Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, how yeah. is it? How's yeah. a hold up? What's going on with you? Where's my car? But I just want to know like what what was that? Yeah, what was the what was the context of seeing it uh, before these two? And how does the how did this trio all, all play together? <laughs> Uh, so my partner
1: wanted to watch a movie. Uh, she's like, "Let's watch, dude. Where's my car?" I said, "I ain't never seen it before." I watched it. Um, look, some of the shit doesn't hold up, uh, but I had a great time. They don't make this comedies tonight, like yeah. "Dude, Where's My Car" anymore. Um, it you. makes me so sad. <laughs> um, me so. I was pretty high on Dude, Where's My Car? (laughs) I was not looking forward to seeing The Hangover, a movie that I saw one time before in 2009, Mm -hmm. um, which was an era where I feel like, what, four years before that, wasn't Wedding Crashers, like, the big comedy? Um, So, I don't know. I feel like Hangover, it's kind of an evolution of, like, that brand of comedy from... Uh, the early 2000s um i watched the whole thing at like 12 o'clock on sunday uh it bummed me out <laughs> yeah yeah it bummed me the fuck out more and than so husbands like, oh no 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 sorry the hangover
0: <laughs> no i'm saying that it bummed you out more than sad uh husbands Ooh, what which movie that- bummed you
1: out more Ooh, that's a great question. Which movie bummed me out? One movie's trying
0: more? very hard to bum you out. One movie is not trying trying to do the opposite of bumming you out. Which one? Ooh.
1: Honestly, uh, I'm going to say The Hangover probably bummed <laughs> me out more because um, uh-huh. Todd Phillips continued to make movies and eventually made The Joker. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> yeah. And part two. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we and, we brought that up a lot too, and we're trying to like navigate how to like have a how, navigate sort of our judgment on these movies. A lot of times, I do look at the post career, and if they were suicide, yeah. like, let's say, like uh, I I went through that with uh, Knocked Up, where I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. where I, like Knocked Up to me, uh, the parts of it were um, were. Were worse because of the massive, massive career that like spawned <laughs> off of it and continues to like happen. And you know, um, I mean, look, I watched. Oh, maybe we'll have to cut this, but like, there was I, I, I definitely saw a couple Bros commercials where they mentioned Judd Apatow's name and not Billy Eichner's, and I was like, what the fuck? Mm. What the hey? Fuck? We don't look. You know what? Maybe this is. What they Maybe this is a good time to do this. Yeah.
0: Brian, our producer, went to the L.A. screening premiere last night of Bros. So very quick, Ooh. why very not, in the middle of the podcast,
2: Brian, do you have a review of the movie Bros, which comes out this weekend? You got to be honest, you're on Bergman's. you got to be honest. Oh, I'll be honest. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
3: what yeah, happened? Kill you.
2: How's Bros? <laughs> Apatow is back, baby.
3: Yeah, it's, it's not, not movie. movie. Yeah, it's baby. not his movie. Yeah, Apatow is Apatow back. Apatow
2: comedies are back. Yeah.
1: Billy, yeah.
3: Eichner,
2: <laughs> Billy Eichner and, and Judd Apatow and uh, Nicholas Stoller. Uh, I mean, they they made uh, they made. An absolutely beautiful, right. funny rom-com. He's being honest. I mean, it's... Uh, oh, Judd's back in the house, man. That's it's, what I like to hear. It's a juggernaut. Right. It's, a, yeah.
0: it's a juggernaut! <laughs> All right, folksy bros.
2: Um, he never left. He's just the Trump of comedy, slapping his name on shit that he doesn't even that he doesn't even have anything to do with. But, I, but good for you. There's 20 you. shows
0: on this network. Brett doesn't fucking touch. His name's on every episode. <laughs> First name, executive <laughs> produced Fair. by Brett Bump. I um, yeah. So before we get into Hangover, though, I do yes, want to land a plane on um uh, on what is this? Husbands. Sorry, because I because I now I'm interested to kind of like reassess with you now that you know. But 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 before I before I do, I just want to say. I, um, Husbands is a really difficult watch. I would... The scene in the bar where they are accosting that woman to sing good or pretty mm. or whatever reminds me of act three of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The, the, yeah. it, rem- it reminds yeah. me of the scene yeah. it's when they are she is tied to that chair getting, you know, leather faced yeah. for like 10, 15 minutes. Like I was like, holy shit, mm-hmm. this literally reminds me of of that. And you know, horror and comedy are two sides of the same coin, and Cassavetes mm-hmm. is just fucking dancing on that line to terrifying effects. Um, he terrorizes his his audience his, his actors, except of course his boys, uh girls and Falk who they all just like slap each other's ass for fucking you know 14 weeks making the movie torturing actresses and stuff and you know nine times 99 times out of 100 when you're doing your nonsense and like oh it's supposed to make you feel bad then you get bullshit <laughs> like Blonde, where everyone's like, What the thanks. Mm. I do oh I, I do feel bad. And this stinks, and there's no artistry <laughs> here. And why would you make a movie to make people feel bad? But that isn't my experience of husbands at all. It's a movie that's supposed to show you the dark underpinnings of modern American society or whatever. It's a kind of movie that's supposed to reveal masculinity and be as ugly as possible as a as an exercise and as a practice. And it's all part of Cassavetti's method to his madness, where he doesn't want scripts. And he doesn't want cameramen. And he doesn't want a crew. It's all about the actors and the acting and the management. And you know what, though? I would just be remiss if I didn't say that this movie actually, in for all of its um, uh, you know, things that are problematic, or I would just say worse than problematic, like literally bad, like literally, yeah. um, um, <laughs> literally um, abuse, unfortunately I do have to report that this movie is fucking fire. And um, mm. it, he yeah. really pulls it off. And if there's anybody... I think in this one, you know, in Faces, they're all actors. And in this one, there's a ton of, like, people in a scene that are getting abused by the actors you know like in, in faces there's like four of them five of them right. and they're all working together to like be crazy and weird and in this one it's just the three guys just accosting everybody but man uh, oh man like it leaves you sort of like um it, leave, it left me sort of like hollowed out uh dejected and you know what it really does unfortunately it just tells you more about men in america than a lot of movies that are trying to do the same thing because you know unfortunately that process folds into the results and, and it really is like an ugly little chapter but i you know only only a guy as um annoying and brilliant as cassavetes could pull it off so that's sort of where i where i net out on 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 husbands
2: yeah and to bring back knocked up i think i think you are right about that that because knocked up is also trying to show like you know it's trying to at some level like criticize man boy behavior or sort of like or sort of present it as like foolish and 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 uh, stunted, but it's ultimately too sentimental about masculinity at the same time, and so it just mm-hmm. never lands the plane because it ultimately likes its characters too much mm-hmm. and doesn't wanna be too harsh on them, wants to give them redemption arcs, wants to like ultimately root for them and wants you to root for them. Um and so I I, I, I list uh, totally honestly listening to you guys talk about husbands is 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 making me turn turn the plane around a bit on this. I am doing a I wouldn't say a 180, I'm doing I'm doing like a 110 right now. I'm kind nice. of I'm starting to come back around. Okay, cool. Um I do see what you're saying. Um and th- you, know, you know acknowledging that Casavetes wanted to make it harsh, did not want to make it enjoyable does seem yeah. to imply that he sort of knew the mission of the movie. Uh I will also say really quickly out of context i finding out that castavet's character is a dentist i've ne- i've never i've never laughed <laughs> yeah. harder in a, that was one of the funniest things i've ever seen in a movie yeah. where he just is suddenly a dentist yeah. and peter falk is in the room like while he's like <laughs> that was so funny he just like comes in just, and like, like sort of like by. almost does dentistry on a patient and she's like, on laughing gas or something i don't know yeah. but like but that scene was 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 truly funny to me but, he's a dentist
4: yeah. in the vein of like little shop of horsey yeah. dentist <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, I love that Uh, scene. And they're like smoking in the
0: dentistry. They they smoke on the subway. He sits down, he talks. (laughs) Bring it back. Just like, yeah, like smoking, like long shots. And, you know, just the whole like, I don't know what it is about Cassavetti's films because sometimes people, you know, fancy themselves uh, independent auteurs, but sometimes people Mm. actually are. And he's actually (laughs) one that, like, He's a, it's like I love the Lars Van Trier comparison, Shelly. It's that kind of thing where it's like I don't want Lars Van Trier near me or my family as long as I live. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you the man doesn't make a good movie, you know? What yeah. I mean? Like, unfortunately, sometimes we just got. I mean, you you don't have to. I'll just say sometimes I unfortunately have to go. Ah, fuck that crazy person has actually made a good movie. Shit. Yeah. He, he's one of those guys, you know. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um. Anyway. Um, well, and speaking about yeah. tours,
2: another thing that came up in that email thread, um, Shelley, you were talking about, um. Uh, that you like you're you're a fan of Peter Greenaway, a fan of uh The Cook, the Thief, His Wife, and Our Lover, which we watched last week. Mm-hmm. Um and you even you had a, a, a experience interviewing Greenaway, is this right? I did, you did? yeah. Okay.
4: Cool. Yeah, on the subject of uh, the psycho tours that you <laughs> No way! With, Wait, tell
2: us everything. Please tell us everything.
4: <laughs> uh so this was very interesting. Um in undergrad, I wrote for our college's film journal, and I uh, was really into Peter Greenaway, like in high school and in college. I like was obsessed with him, and I've. This is a habit that I haven't entirely quit. I've mostly quit because now I've like actually you know worked with some filmmakers like in a professional capacity, so I I can't like risk it anymore. But like especially in college and right afterwards. I had a tendency to just like look up the emails of filmmakers that I liked and like send them a note like I've had a long correspondence with Guy Madden because I just emailed him one day and was like hey I like your stuff (laughs) let me know if you ever need someone to like get coffee on your movies that's awesome um so, I did this with Peter Greenway. He had, and this only works with like a certain kind of like celebrated but niche tour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause they're the only ones who will like put their email online for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah. So, Peter Greenway had it on his website. And I was writing for this film journal. And I was like, well, real, wh- like, real
2: quick, the domain, what are we talking? Gmail, Hotmail. Do you remember Yahoo? Uh,
4: oh, it was something, I, I believe it was something crazy that I had like never even heard okay, of. Right, makes sense, and I was like, sense. of course, yeah, this like, yeah. you know, 60 mm. something British man at the time, I think. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I pitched it to the the film journal, and they're like, of course, Peter Greenaway, come on. Uh, he responded almost immediately. Uh, he said he wanted to do the interview via email, and I was to send one question at a time, and he would write back to me. So I sent him my original question. He wrote back a response that was like 10 paragraphs long about the state of cinema that was only like vaguely connected to the question <laughs> that I sent. I was like, okay, it's going to be a long interview if this is the first answer uh cinema second one never followed never got back to me <laughs> wow so we just, so we just wow. published a one question wow. interview with <laughs>
0: the That's awesome. anyway. well what did he wow. say about the state of cinema
4: um he's basically said it's shit uh yeah. that it hasn't progressed at all since the birth of cinema that martin scorsese is not doing anything different from like what the Bang. Lumiere brothers were wow. doing Bang. Or, wow yeah shots fired he also then kept making comparisons to other art forms He's like consider between 1875 and 2012 Perfect. what happened in literature at that time <laughs> not taking into account the fact that there were like thousands of years of literature yeah. prior yeah. <laughs> to those years but yeah he was talking about how terrible it was and how we had to uh keep our eyes open because there was going to be a digital revolution if only we would accept the challenge <laughs> Oh, True
2: words. All right. I am uh Shelley, is it all right if I put a link to this interview in the in oh, our, please. In our show notes? Okay. If you look at our show <laughs> notes, you can see a link to this interview. Oh, um, That's great. Yeah, I I I read it when you said it. it. It is amazing. It's amazing. And it's so what did um how did you what was your entry point into Greenaway? Uh was it uh Cook it Thief was or was the, it?
4: The cook. Yeah. 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 Cause I had that book, A Thousand and One Movies to Watch Before You Die. Yep. And that was in it. So that was the starting point. And also I was like, you know, a little nerd teen, and so I watched like a lot of like BBC productions of yeah. Shakespeare mm-hmm. from the 80s, yeah. and so there are all these like <laughs> <laughs> small-time British actors mm-hmm. who would show up in yep. his movies and like show show donks.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> hell <laughs> yeah, so. those were the days.
2: Those
0: were the days. Oh, That's amazing. Like. Which I
4: mean. do you guys think he's really gonna go through with it with it and kill himself? Peter. Yeah, because he said he was gonna kill himself at 80. Why not? not 80.
0: Godard, oh, I mean, just God Godard
3: himself.
4: yeah,
2: Godard beat him to the punch. Yeah, but he's still working.
4: He's only 80.
2: Well, I, I'm I not think saying he, he like should.
4: Miscalculated. I'm just saying
2: I, w- I would take that crazy. Sli- it is word. slightly different. 80, like 91, 91. for Godard felt like, yeah, do it, man. Toast. Yeah, do, go ahead. <laughs> I like that's that's a you 91, go yeah, for it. Yeah. 80 for some reason, I'm like give it, give it a couple years. I'm, not, how you I'm feel. not
0: saying he should. I'm just saying if he said that to you or he said that. He will do it. He's crazy. He said
4: it publicly for yeah. years, but I have to wonder if he's like looking at the calendar on the wall and he's like, oh, no. Know. You know, when, when he was like
0: 30, he didn't know, like, okay, 80 in the future is not going to be 80 today. Yeah.
3: You know, okay. Maybe
2: he just mis- yeah. mis- miscalculated a, a bit. There.
4: Yeah. It's like when you're 19 and you're like, God, when I'm 30, I'm going to be basically dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm 30 now. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, what is he like living in the Cotswolds now? Having like, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. I'm sure he's like, I don't I, yeah, I, I, I was wrong. <laughs> he's yeah. so happy. I'm sorry. Give me as much life as you got. So please. satisfied. Um, all right, well let's get into uh, the Hangover. Um, which uh came yeah. out- <laughs> we could and, I mean look know, what?
0: Uh, look, go ahead. No, sorry. Let's do the podcast. But yeah. I just want everyone to know like you can we, we could also do it. All right, let's do the
2: podcast. We gotta do all the right, podcast. All, all right. right. Hangover came out in two thousand nine, directed by Todd Phillips. Um, it's got a uh, Bradley Comedy Cooper, zone. Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis, Heather Graham. Oh, I didn't mention I didn't mention Justin Bartha before. Justin Bartha, National oh, yeah, Treasure's Justin Bartha, uh, Ken Jeong. Uh, oh yeah, Jeffrey Tambor. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, wow. What is You know what The Hangover is about. We're not going to do a summary of The Hangover. Um, well, just, s- you want to do your summary? No. Just want to remind everyone. Four guys <laughs> go to it Just you know, please, please, please. I, 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 I your like forgot.
0: No, 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 no summary, I don't want to do, do a summary. Just like I, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The four guys, they go for a bachelor party to Vegas and then it like jumps to the next morning and then they have to repiece their crazy night back together because their best friend, the groom, uh, is missing. And then they have to get back to,
2: you know, whatever, L.A. Uh, for the wedding and find him in time. So it's like a little time thing. Mm. Let's do If we can't, we'll just go around. Let's each do just like a minute on the hangover. Just a minute on the hangover. What was your what was the hangover like for you? We already talked about I mean, I can't remember if this was during the recording or not. We already talked about we did did ever we all saw this in theaters, is that right? I saw it in a yeah. theater. Yes. We all saw it yeah. in theaters. This was the the well, the this biggest movie in the world at that point. Right. Set all kinds of box office records for for R rated comedies. Yep. Uh I it won the Golden Globe for best picture, You're musical, or man. comedy. I am not kidding you. Jesus uh, this Christ, was, really? Yes, yeah. It not what only the it, it the unstoppable. wrong with this country. Oh, didn't just get God. nominated one. They I, went up on stage and collected the award. I it was it. That, <laughs> that
0: category is <laughs> that eternally <laughs> the funniest category every yeah. year for yeah. all the history of Golden Globes. I, I think the best the tourist got nominated one year. The tourist Comedy musical. That is the best.
3: Okay. It's truly oh just people this, are just I, I'm buying, actually surprised that the comedy actually
0: won. Usually it's just like, you know, walk <laughs> hard or not walk hard. Um, What's the real one with Joaquin Phoenix? Oh, walk the line. Oh, it's yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. like walk <laughs> the line wins right, right. best comedy every year. Uh, yes, at The yeah. Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah.
2: Sorry. Dad. So it. It. Yeah. This was a a big deal. It, it spawned. I mean, when has like a, an original comedy IP ever spawned two sequels? It had, it had like a full like not since the days yeah, of not, like you know the eighties comedies, but like Police it, Academy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not since the days <laughs> yeah, of Police Academy. Exactly. Um. what it? You know. Um. It. It got, it got two sequels. Big phenomenon. You know, <sighs> launched uh, Galifianakis into the stratosphere, Bradley Cooper into the stratosphere, uh, Ed Holmes into the sort of near. Yeah, I mean, he had a hell of incredible. a career. Yeah.
0: Um, I like Helms. Uh, this is why I, I decided watching The Hangover because I've like traditionally You get the first minute. No, oh, sorry. Uh, no, I just about Helms real quick. Okay, I, I think I, I walked in from The Hangover and I said, like, why? like, There's life so short. Why am I picking a fucking fight with Ed Helms? Just like, he does yeah. his thing. It's not his fault that everybody cast him and loves him. Just like, I, anyway, I just like want to back off Ed Helms because like for years mm. I've been like, oh, I don't like Ed Helms, and it's just like life's too short. Just like Ed Helms, he's sometimes he's funny, sometimes he's fine. He won anyway, look, that's that. Okay, he, it's the that's it, just my opening
2: Ed Helms. It's style. the animosity <clears> towards throat> throat> someone who like like who cares like won the lottery or something. Yeah, where right. you're like, where you're like, hey, why, why? Sometimes why? Ed yeah. Helms
0: is really funny. Yeah. Sometimes he's totally serviceable. I don't know. He has an incredible career in filmography. I don't know how.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, sorry. My, One. Yeah. One aesthetic thing about Ed Helms, though, that I really is that like that like you know that thing he does, that like singing yeah, 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 style where it's like yeah. where it's like <laughs> I just like that is that is like nails on a ch- on the okay. comedy chalkboard. Okay. I can't it is so unfunny and he was doing it on the office and he was doing it everywhere and it's like Dougie 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 Dougie. Doug. Love, love his little thing. It and is I, it I is, is traditionally I
0: traditionally am with you and I've just I think ever since I had my son, I've decided to lighten up on Ed Helms. Just you know, so I'm a new man now. Ed Helms,
2: Michael, and Shelley, while we're taking Helms or taking the temperature on Helms. Yeah, where's everyone on Helms? We was Helms, on Helms stock? Helms. We did Casavetti stock. Up or down on Helms stock?
4: <laughs> uh, it just feels so unfair to pick on him because he just it, feels like such a non-entity. Right? Whoa! Yes. Yes. That's,
2: that's so down damn. for Shelly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's like Ed Helms was like, oh maybe I. Oh no. Okay. The most devastating yeah, insult. Yeah, I got yeah, he right, got right, right.
0: his paycheck. All yeah, no, no. right, sure Michael, nice where are you? On Ed
2: Helms. <laughs> hey look
1: man it's a it's a tough economy we're in i'm just happy (laughs) for any motherfucker to get their flowers out here um cool
0: and brian where are you oh sorry michael go ahead sorry no 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 no, just
2: yeah i want Good on ed helms
1: okay
3: brian (laughs)
0: Brian, where are you on ed helms
2: i have no time for ed helms whoa no time yes
0: wow we're all so like i'm being like nice and michael's being nice and shelly's being nice but like we're all kind of i guess like yeah whatever he's you know he's He's at Helms, you know. That's a nice. To- that's more mean than he's, mean. I think you were
2: quite mean, actually. Yeah, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah, if you said that about me. I'd, I'd it's the kind of home. nice though, where it's like it's like, what's the of mice and men? like? Watch the bunnies. Watch yeah. the bunnies. By- yeah. Turn around <laughs> and watch the and just. <laughs> in the back it's it's sort of that nice let's put it at helms let's just let's go dard at helms now we're gonna go to a
4: nice farm at helms
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god god you know so like somebody like godard's nephew put out like a clip of godard on a phone filming himself before he kills himself and it's godard he looks totally fine he's smoking a cigarette and he's like goodbye and then it's like and i'm like wait wait godard come back you're completely and totally healthy and fine okay anyway um where am (sighs) i on the hangover OK, sorry. So here's Hangover. Do a minute. Hangover. You know, I didn't like it when it came out because I was like fucking high school pretentious comedy nerd. Right. And I knew everything. And then I watched it again and I'm still a pretentious comedy nerd that knows everything. And I guess because it's fine. It's a totally fine. It had a couple laughs. I was actually surprised. And you know what? It zips right along. Um, um, and, you know, Bradley Cooper Say what you will, Philly represent. The man is charismatic and handsome. Zach Galifianakis is funnier in in the Live, the Purple Onion special. He's funnier in all Tim and Eric stuff. He's basically funnier in everything up to this point, but of course this is his big thing. Helms we've already touched on. The movie is totally fucking fine. I, I was happy it was over. I mean, it's also has, you know, I'm sure everyone will talk about like some, just like egregiously problematic this and that. And what was, like we always talk about it, but let's just like harp on it for a second. What was appropriate or acceptable in a mainstream sense 5-10 years ago Is shocking sometimes Right Like And it, it never gets boring To talk about Because it's always shocking Like it, Hangover How long was that 2008 2009 2009 Like man oh man Right So there's that But even beyond that The movie's just fucking fine It's just a fucking movie it, I, 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 I I I was glad it was over I hope I never have to watch it again I never watched the sequels I laughed at like There was three laughs I I, I, I What were not, the three will, laughs uh, I'm trying to remember There was just like a jo- I had, I had There was, had like, one... there was like, A joke that was like Really funny Oh, I mean, there was like a there was like a Zach Galifianakis like I left that flipperoo that was so, oh my, my grandfather died in World War II. that was very funny or whatever that whole moment I was. left at the Haley's Comet thing
2: where he's like that was funny he's like, do you guys know if Haley's Comet happening know, tonight that I sh- got to laugh at
0: him that was funny and you shit on um the Ed Helm singing thing but what do tigers dream of little tiger snooze kind of funny I hate it I hate it no nah, so I didn't much. hate it I, I laughed at Tiger Snooze it was all right and there was a couple other Joker jokes that were good Heather Graham is eternally uh. Cinematic and wonderful and everything she ever submits like Mm. she's always just like a breath of like just pure energy and just joy in, in many of her performances. So I always love seeing her even for three minutes. Um, yeah, Hangover is fucking fine. I, I almost like, I, I'm so sorry that we dragged you guys here to like talk about Hangover. Like, who gives a fucking shit about the Hangover? I do. I actually
2: am very curious yeah. how to get a minute from Shelly and Michael on the Hangover. Yeah, Shelly, uh, can yeah, you give, give me us, every, give, a, us a, give me everything. I want to hear you. I, I'm done. I'm done on the you Hangover. Can do I, I'm
0: done. I have nothing to offer. You can do it. <laughs> I have can, nothing to offer on the Hangover. I want to hear everything
2: you have to You own. can do a Joe minute, which is like three minutes. So feel free. Feel free. Uh, Shelly, <laughs> Shelly sh- on the Hangover, please.
4: Um, I'm not sure that I have a Joe Minute in me. Um, I took notes during the movies. I took copious notes on husbands. I've got a real short list of them here for The Hangover. Uh, Started on a a positive. Genuinely laughed at the stun gun bit. Uh, Wriggle and Cleo King, very funny. Also laughed at Shut That Baby Up. Uh, In the first 15 (laughs) minutes, we have... F word, R word, and two shrill girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Heather Graham and Ken Jong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the line, "I hate Godzilla too." Yeah, rough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting parallel. Think a lot of sober guys in this cast, and a lot of sauce hounds for life and husbands. Interesting parallel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the lines, <laughs> "I married a whore. How dare you? She's a nice lady." Uh, Ken Jong is hot. Question mark? Question mark? Love Wab- it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this yes. is a horror film, and yes. then that's what guys do. Those are all my notes.
2: Okay, Michael. That's what
4: guys do. It was a quote. That is not my opinion on guys. Yes, yes.
2: Yes. Rough. Uh, Michael, The Hangover. What do you got? Um. Okay. So, uh, I did. I
1: forgot that there were women in this movie. But thank you for (laughs) reminding me that Heather Graham was in this movie. Um, she was very pleasant to see. Always. Um, yeah. Um. I don't know. I kept thinking about how, like, the worst dudes at, like, in my college or at my job would love this movie and quote this movie uh, very often. Um, The Vegas travel montage, uh, I don't know, feels douchey. I don't know. They don't really play. They play all the hits. I thought it was a very interesting pairing with husbands. I actually think that watching this made me like Husbands mm, yeah, uh, they yeah. both kind of explore the secret worlds of like upper middle class straight white men and uh, both of them scared the shit out of me but the main I, I guess difference between the two um, I mean ab- aside from the genre and all that shit is that I feel like the husbands was really interested in these men whereas the hangover doesn't really give a shit about any of these men. Um, which makes the comedy fucking suffer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, I kind of liked. I'm thinking about other uh, Todd Phillips movies. I kind of liked uh, Starsky and Hutch when I saw it. I was like 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I kind of liked. I liked old school. I liked old school. But this one just kind of felt like bullshit. I mean, how many times does uh, Bradley Cooper say? Come on, guys, let's get our shit together. Like, (laughs) how many fucking times are you going to write that as a line? Yeah. Um, But, man, he's handsome. Yeah, I don't really have a strong opinion about any of anyone's performance. Like, everybody was just kind of getting that check. um, And then they made two more, which perplexes me.
2: Um, Yeah. 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 I was I was surprised by the kind of laziness of the comedy and the set pieces, because uh, I remember you remember all the big set pieces like there's a tiger mm-hmm. in the bathroom and and there, you know, they they go to they have the whole Mike Tyson thing. I remember the big set pieces, but really like beat by beat. It is like really lazy comedy. Like Michael was saying, there's a lot of just like like there's a lot of like repetitive jokes of just like, yeah, we gotta get our shit together. We're like, that's fucking crazy. That's the we fu- that's the fucking craziest thing ever. There's a lot of like really repetitive sort of line reads and lines. Um there's some just straight up like like you said, the, the road trip to Vegas, like where they like almost get hit by that car. <laughs> just like yeah. what is what? Why? What Why? if it's not even a joke. There's no like there's no nothing happens that nothing comes of it. Uh, and then later when they're like in the middle of like their big set piece run, uh, they like they find that like, uh, con- used condom in the car, and they're throwing the used condom around. And I was like, it's such a like man, that's man. such a small, small joke. Yep. It's such a tiny joke. It's such a little, little dumb joke." Uh, but it gets thrown into these like bigger. So it just like, it's the the comedy overall is like really lazy. And I just like aste- Like I'm not even gonna judge this movie morally because it feels like a waste of time. It's obviously yeah. all trash. <laughs> but like, but like aesthetically, just there is. The lack of because this feels like a moral judgment, but it's more of an aesthetic judgment that like the thing that bothers me the most beyond the casual homophobia and the the late misogyny or the overt misogyny of it all is just the complete like in the end, despite all the crazy shit, the complete lack of consequences at the very at the end, like that these characters all come out for the better from it is just such an aesthetically bad decision that I hate. So much, um, and it's different. Like, I look, I love a Hollywood ending, but you have to like be sort of rooting for the characters in order for the Hollywood ending to work. This would have been such a great. It's a fucking R rated. Co- like, like the the cowardice of like, the, like what these guys are like, like brave enough in their minds to do is just like is just like bullshit that the culture wanted anyway at that point, right? But the the cowardice of like having to like pull together a fucking like Hollywood ending where everything works out. I like right, watching this. I was like kill Doug Doug's dead yeah. what if Doug's dead Ooh, isn't that Doug like should have been have Doug been should have been dead Kill Doug <laughs> Doug should have been dead at the very end they come across his like corpse at the very end and it's like it's like that would have been like and then they all have to go back and be like be like Doug's dead <laughs> Doug <died."> Doug's dead <laughs> right. like, or lie right. yeah.
4: and say he ran away to Mexico or yes. something yeah
2: exactly <laughs> Ex- like and like why not and then they're all like in a pact about this dark secret and then that you know but like it, it's just, it's just like, you know, and I'm just constantly like, why not? You're willing to do all this other bullshit, but this is the line for you that you have to like the the formulaic ending is the thing that you're you're like not willing to cross that line. It's so <laughs> they gotta it's, get married. Yeah, you know, they go no, well, they have to. Yes, they gotta gotta find Doug and they gotta get married because they gotta get married. But it's like it is so, it's just so, it, it's just disappointing and it's just it's yeah. just lame. And um, I will say too, there was a brief moment in the beginning where like. Uh, Bradley Cooper calls in from the desert because the one thing I do like is the maybe the only thing I like about hangover is like the way they structure the initial like act one where you get like the flash forward of Bradley Cooper like you know something has gone bad and then Mm -hmm. they're gearing up for the big night and then they cut to the next morning I liked that sort of that that felt interesting to me as a play on like with just within this genre of like the you know men behaving badly 80s style 90s style comedies that felt like an interesting structural like tweak to me but uh and there was a moment too like after that uh flash forward and then they cut to that um montage of vegas and they're playing that like moody danzig song there was a brief second where i was like did i like misremember the hangover and then like immediately i was like no 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 this is this is (laughs) this is is shit but there was like a a tonal moment in the first 10 minutes where i was like "Mm hmm maybe there's and then I was like no 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 no, no. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it
0: it has it has a little zip and it has a little not in the war that's so nice but it has you know it's not like it's like it, he it's not like Todd Phillips is like completely and totally doesn't you know it it has just enough to trick you into thinking it's a it's a really like good mm-hmm. um movie with a lot of like uh i don't know not thought behind it but like it it does have like an uh, an energy or like the edit or something where I can definitely see why it would do well. I don't see why it would win Best Picture, but you know, I see why people would like go to this movie and like like Zac and Bradley Cooper. And as far as like a comedy goes, uh, it has like a totally serviceable, energetic plot. But in the halcyon days of of uh, <laughs> dumb guy movies, two thousand nine. I mean, this is like you know Adam McKay, Will Ferrell land of yeah. you know in the like, two thousands. Like those those boys this were, this is were the weakest. Were catching, like those Adam McKay checks. movies with Will Ferrell, like. They're freaking hilarious. Even old school, which was mentioned on this podcast, has way more jokes uh, per, yeah. per minute than Hangover. And I'm sure that's this generation, actually, you know, like bullshit. this generation of filmmakers has thoroughly
2: is- disappointed me. The Adam McKay, Judd Apatow, Todd Phillips generation. What a How fucking did, Todd what Phillips is-, is
0: not is not part of them.
2: No, they all have the same arc though. What a shameful like they, they all cash. Rose is good. They cash. I in. heard
0: Apatow's back. I heard it on Weekend at Bergman's. (laughs) They
2: they cashed in. They cashed in on like offensive bro comedy in the late 2000s. They all cashed in big time, and now they're doing their big fucking turn. Where all Adam McKay wants to talk about is climate change, and all Mm -hmm. Judd Apatow wants to talk about is feminism, and all Todd Phillips wants to talk about is like is I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but like Uh, but they all they they cashed in. They cashed in on bullshit, and now they all did their big. They did their big. They did their big (laughs) virtue signal turn, and now and we all just let it happen. And it's like. I agree. Well, you guys know. are lame. But they
0: didn't cash it on <laughs> bullshit. I mean, look, I'm the, I know it's not fair, but um, they made incredible comedy movies. And yeah, now they all, they, some of them, you know, Adam McKay's career is bullshit now or whatever, but you yeah, know, come on. Well, I'm I, not going to say, oh, go ahead, Shelley.
4: I just want to I want to go back to the ending really quick, because I think the biggest thing yeah. with this movie is just like that it pulls all, all of its punches in every way, like not only on the jokes, like it never like really gets to like a real punchline. It always stops like just short of it. Yeah. But like that ending you can have your cake. Like, you can do that sort of ending, and it's still... Like, I think like the ending of Lost in America. Like, that's the perfect example of, like, you get the happy ending, but also it's hilarious because you're like, these people should be completely fucked, but they're nice, upper-middle-class white people, so, of course, he gets... Ring, 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 your job is still there. Go to New York. You could do that with this movie. Like, show these guys, like, running rampant through Vegas, fucking everything up, and then by some, like, deus ex machina, they get to have the happy ending. But instead, it doesn't, like make that funny or interesting or question it anyway it's just like well i guess we're at two hours so we'll yeah let's yeah. have them go to the wedding
2: yeah literally <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah and then bradley cooper just like with his family it just yeah like the <laughs> tone all changes and it's just like it sucks. it's suddenly everything is just yeah everything is just so fine. nice and fine the, and there's no like the, distance from it criti- like you can like it's just it's just such a it also just like i mean i wonder like did they like they must not have known it was going to be as big as it, it was going to be. I mean, because a lot of our I think a lot of our reaction to it is because it became this like huge phenomenon. Mm. Um But like but I don't know. They marketed it pretty hard. I feel like they knew they had a winner. I think Comet, like, Com-
4: the guys were that big at that point. Like Bradley Cooper hadn't he, this, mm. he broke out here. Galifianakis that's broke right. out here. Mm. So hmm. that's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to re- re- recall. I don't know.
0: I, I think, that you know, comedy movies had a market back then. Yeah. So, like, if, if this was the big Friday night comedy that was coming out this weekend and it got a good enough buzz, like, that's how, you know, you people used to be like, oh, movies are, let's go to the movies and see a movie. And yeah. that was kind of, like, back when comedies were viable. And you're right. Because they were not famous, maybe the, I don't know about the budget. This is all horseshit. Maybe it was not made for a bajillion dollars. And it, it did surprise at the box office. I think office it was, like, it was $30 million things. that right. range. And it probably made uh, $150 uh, $35, million.
2: 35 million, it made $500 at the box $500 million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, it so, was the uh, you know, I think it was the God highest-grossing damn. R-rated comedy for a while until um what I can't remember what yeah. what surpassed it, but um yeah no it, Barb it was. Barb and Star. I oh, wish. God, i, I,
0: so <laughs> I Did
4: that make uh,
0: more money? I, Barb and I want I ever want everyone to know this about Barb and Star. When my wife was in labor three weeks ago, she was like <laughs> she grabbed me by the shirt and was like, "Buy Barb and Star now," <laughs> and I was like, "All right, got it." And then um she she's that's not the way she is. She asked very nicely and then we bought Barb and star and it like got us through labor because that is like just her favorite movie and you know it's fucking perfect she didn't say
3: that's
0: great play the hangover now please god i need to see ken jong do his horrendously offensive homosexual impression
4: Uh, i need my wolf pack
0: um (laughs) um anyway uh yeah, so where are we on Joker though is kind of what this has all been driving? Yeah, to, sorry, right? that was yeah, our, yeah, sorry. our secret so like agenda this is here. all we're trying to ask you now. Speaking of Phillips, Todd Phillips, where everybody I need to just real quick, uh Michael Shelly, Shelly where are Oof. we on where are where Oof. are you guys on Joker? And you know, we can just leave Joker part duh or whatever they're calling it, Lakaja de out of this. <laughs> what? how Shelly, Ooh. where are you on Joker? <laughs> and de. better or worse <laughs> than hangover.
4: Mm, worse cuz it takes itself so seriously. So yeah, right. Michael's the like, better one to talk anymore. about this cuz Michael's Michael's the comic person okay. and I am not.
1: Wait, Michael, uh, Michael yeah, take yeah.
0: us take us through it. Where are you on uh Walking Phoenix Top Phillips Joker?
1: Uh I thought it was an interesting experiment in making the 18th Batman movie. Um <laughs> okay. Uh but it's not the way i feel when i want to see a batman movie um so i don't know it's kind of like when you pass uh like a train wreck or or like a sorry car wreck um like i shouldn't look i shouldn't watch this movie Mm -hmm. it's probably going to be garbage and i know it is but uh i gotta look i gotta see what is happening in there and understand Mm -hmm. why it's happening.
0: So what you're saying is you love Joker.
1: <laughs> I love Joker. You that love it. You that love it. Sick. That movie you is That movie is so dope. Uh, yeah. it Need more Prince.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> no Joker without Prince. Come
1: on
2: now. That's right. Yeah, they used Jock Jams <laughs> yeah, instead. Yeah. That was the. Uh, mm. uh, I hope they use the whole Jock Jam soundtrack in the second one, not just one song. <laughs> I want to get Gary Glitter in there. I want to get.
4: Oh, well, um, they can find more pedophiles yeah. to get music right, from. Right? They have yeah. to get jock Jams. <laughs> yeah,
1: they could put some. I don't know R. Kelly in there. There we go. So Joker um,
0: Two is going to be a musical with Lady Gaga. Oh mm-hmm. God! So here's here's the problem. Well, well, we love Lady Gaga. I love Lady Gaga so fucking much, and we mm. know she can sing. And we, you know, what sucks? We know Joaquin Phoenix can act, but I fucking mm-hmm. hate like the joke. Like it's not like um, it's like so what? He did a really good job. Like it's just I don't know, just not for but me. Whatever. He? Yeah, fine. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, know I, it's like it, it's it's so it's it's just lost in the haze of the bullshit. Like he's uh, the Joker, and the Joker's really scary now. And Joaquin Phoenix is it's just Joker's a is question, the classic so.
2: example of like it's like the the technique is there and the commitment is mm, there. Right. But if I don't if the if the right. appeal if there's no appeal to it then the technique and the commitment is pointless. There's no like there's just nothing interesting about the performance to me. It's just, <sighs> so it's just a miserable i got a
4: playwright friend who would always talk about how he'd make fun of actors because he's like, oh, God, actors love to have, like, a tick. He's like, God, if you let an actor have yeah, a limp, yeah. they'll be so happy. Yeah. And that Amen. felt like the entire performance in Joker. He's like, oh, God, I can do so many ticks. It's going to be so good.
2: That was, I, was, I will be, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to shamefully admit that I saw the uh, the Woody Allen film that Will Ferrell was in when it came Melinda, out. Mel- uh, Melinda, 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 Melinda. Melinda, right, yeah. We and love it. Yeah. That was, and, of course, that was Will Ferrell doing, he was like, now you do a Woody Allen impression in my movie. Um, And so it was Will Ferrell doing Woody Allen, but I remember he, like, he, that he was an actor right and he would always add a limp to that was the thing he would like he was like I did Leah but I did it with a limp and he's like and so he's like and I did this but I did it with a limp and it was like his <laughs> the, the the edge that he brought to every character uh oh, is that he added a limp to it which is a very funny joke when uh, I saw uh, Kevin joke. Spacey yeah. do Richard Third at bam
0: was like <laughs> in, a, in an alley you saw okay,
2: it too yeah.
4: I yeah. saw too, and I saw him um, oh my god sorry to interrupt no, you please. No, go, go,
2: please no
4: I was doing like a workshop for like young theater makers at BAM at that time. You're and kidding. they had us like focusing on that Richard Holy the Third production. Well. And so we'd like go to like a little workshop and then we were going to go see the show. And we had a little time in between. So I had to like, go to a cafe nearby and kill some time. Oh and I heard some guy behind me I was like screaming into his cell phone going, those cunts at the national, those fucking cunts at the God. national. And I was like, who is screaming like this in a cafe? And I turned around and it was fucking Kevin Yes! yes!
2: <laughs> oh my
4: God.
2: Wow.
1: He also
4: oh built my up God. my friend when he was teaching him an acting class.
2: Oh my God. I mean,
4: cool guy. Yeah,
2: honestly, what a that, monster! I, I what, mean, a, what a monster! Just rank. so, just
0: like when you guys were talking about, you know, perverts limping. <laughs> his his Richard was one of the most atrocious performances I've ever seen in my entire life. And Sam Mendes, neither a good director in film nor on stage, t- puts an app. Ab- so, sorry, Michael, this my whole is thing is most just, saying controversial. Yeah, most just controversial. Uh, yeah, uh, no, my whole thing is just just nonsense. Yeah. Um, but seriously, and and except Revolutionary Road, is that him? That movie is good. Because yeah. I, cause, cause, cause I like good actors acting. But everything else. Look, nonsense. Richard III, though, is but, such but, a. But,
2: it's, the mo- it's the hammiest Shakespeare. Well, then it's such bre- a. It's imagine so, Spacey yeah. doing it. I made mean, I a whole I documentary
0: know. about
4: it. And he did a voice. Yes. It was like horrible. This.
0: It was unbelievable. And then, you know, all the BAM members, you know, Bank <laughs> you n- you of America know, paid for it and everyone stood up and clapped. The only
4: upside is that the end of it, they hung him upside down like Mussolini. They did. And oh, I okay, can I now that. have that image in my head for the rest of my life when I think about Kevin Spacey.
0: Dude, so brilliant. Route. He uh, was the what artistic director of the Old Vic at this point. Like, oh yeah, what yeah. In complete and utter not ten years he did it for ten. Years. It was on, you know, he was all you know, Mr. Actor with his Shakespeare, complete and total nonsense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank Jacqueline you for this diversion. version. I really appreciate that. Anyway, this is yeah, great. the limping, the acting, you know, horrible. I'm sorry about the Sam Mendes thing, Michael. That was that was that was a low blow. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are you like a Sky Skyfall guy? Where where are we on? Where did I run a foul of the of the Mendes? No, you, you didn't run a foul. Right.
1: Um, I, I, I appreciate just, that. Yeah, I'm not uh Yeah, I don't know. I guess I I like the I like the James Bond movies that he directed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're fun for James Bond movies. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to like yeah, I also don't know if I've seen anything
2: else either, So It's his best work. They're besides... just close personal friends. Well, yeah, yeah, the Revolutionary yeah. Road, right? Besides Revolutionary Road, the movies Bond movies are, are his best work because otherwise you've got American Beauty, Road to Perdition, oh, bad, uh, 1917. Um oh, okay. You
0: seen, are you like, uh, where, where are we on 19? I'm asking you guys Joe's was
2: taking the climate on a lot of things. I mean, because look, I've been. Stu- I've been <laughs> I love my baby. I've just like been
0: in the house for a week, no social <laughs> interaction. Desperate. Now I have. Two film lovers sitting here, and I just need to understand where everybody is because I, my whole world, I've been sleeping four hours a night four weeks in a row. I just need to remember: Are we in on Mendez Do we like Skyfall? <laughs> did we see Richard the Second with with Spacey at BAM? I just got to like reconnect third. with our, he he the, 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 he, he third. He couldn't do second. He couldn't pull off couldn't, second. He couldn't do the second. Mm-hmm. Um and, and uh, anyway, what did I just ask for everyone's? T- oh, 1917
1: You
2: know. Oh, that wasn't for me. I didn't see it. Okay, couldn't be bothered. You couldn't see it. It you is. Know, well, to yeah. quote, to quote, I, I didn't like it either to quote, to quote, it's just like,
0: it's just like, okay, we, it's like, oh, you're amazing at making a movie. Like, well, it was all, cares. uh,
2: it was all just an experiment in a single shot, yeah, and uh, you, but there's and, no, like, you did an amazing yeah. job but, filming uh, that in one shot. I'll steal, I'll steal uh, a Tom Sharpling line here, but he said, it's just like watching a first person shooter video game. And it's like, true. Oh. it's just, it's literally <laughs> just like watching, it's like watching a, some, on, somebody on Twitch play call of duty. It's just, it's just like a, a walkthrough of a first person shooter. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean look, technically, I was like, yeah, but that movie was really hard to make. I did, but yeah. I just didn't like it. <laughs> so I don't I don't know where I don't know where that leaves us, but
4: I would have never guessed that Sam Mendes directed that. I would have said Joe Wright. I would have said yeah. Chris Nolan. I don't know which one is Dunkirk. I don't know which one is the Atonement one-shot yep. thing. <laughs> Oh, those guys, guys those guys I are all know.
2: competing for who can have like the best technical mastery over a World War 1 <laughs> story. It's like you guys this isn't a competition. Nobody cares who wins this competition.
0: <laughs> guys, it's so funny you say that cuz this is going to bring us back to Cassavetes cuz I pulled this quote from a Cassavetes <laughs> quote talking about this bullshit right yeah. now. And then this is honestly like this is what we're getting at, and I know Cassavetes is maybe on the outs, but like we have to kind of agree with him on this one, or you don't have to. I will. Listen to this: People are making films. T- People who are making films today are too concerned with mechanics, technical things, instead of feeling. Execution is about 8% to me. The technical quality of a film doesn't have much to do with whether it's a good film. I feel like vomiting when some director says to me, I got the most gorgeous shot today. That's not, that's not what's important. We have to move beyond the current obsession with technique or angles. It's a waste of time. A movie is a lot more than a series of shots. And that's sort of how I walked out of 1917. It's what everybody's complaining about with Blonde. Because these people <laughs> like are obsessed with their shots and then you don't walk away you know and and feel like we did after husbands or uh, and, you know better movies of his like faces and stuff where i mean f- f- the feeling is you know kind of like resonates with you for days 1917 like it was so beautifully done it's incredible to watch it's astounding and congratulations to all the cast and crew but mm. it's divorced from feeling and uh you know the actors are not important and um you know it just kind of leaves you like all right well mm. whatever you know so well thank you for yeah. indulging me but i had to do a little castavetti's <laughs> quote it's the day. It's Casavetti's day. You know? That's good.
2: So uh, now is the time of the show where we put one of these movies in the canon, one in the trash canon. We don't have a tiebreaker here, but I don't think it's going to be an issue. I guess Brian could be our tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, Michael, which film is going in the canon and which go- is going in the trash canon for you?
1: Uh, husbands is going in the canon, and uh, The Hangover... So, if the Hangover goes in the trash cannon, do all of its sequels go in, or do you Ooh. have to talk about that? No, no. yeah have to do them all. Another. I'd love to make a,
2: a Hangover like a uh, uh, addendum, but I'm afraid we've already established yeah, that it's only sorry. it's only the first. It's not uh, the whole franchise. We will all, all yeah. be able to watch when we leave today. Hangover the two, two or three. Hangover three. Thank God. You <laughs> gotta
1: take them down. Um, you got to make sure people. It's your responsibility to make sure <laughs> right. people never. We'll win. have you
0: back on. We'll do Hangover Two. We'll yeah. we'll find another oh, film we can yeah. compare
1: with. Yes. Yeah, the, all the other Cats of Eddie's movies. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do Face. Yeah. of Husband's Two, no, two. Yeah. Husband's Three, Opening Night for okay. Hangover Three.
2: Uh, Shelly, what what do you got?
4: Uh, you know, it's a really tough decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the tiebreaker for me. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but the tiebreaker I think is um. The Dick Cavett interview that he did with the cast of Mm -hmm, Husbands. mm -hmm. If anyone listening has not seen it, go to YouTube, look it up. Uh, Otherwise, it'd be impossible to decide. But I think that Husbands is going to have to go into the canon.
0: Wow. I mean, Brett, you know what I'm going to say. So I I want to hear from you first. What's going in the can and what's going in the trash?
2: Do I know it now? I'm now I'm not sure. <laughs> well, Yours o- oddly complimentary of The Hangover. No, no, I just have to be honest. It's like I just can't You're sit here. Honest. I can't sit
0: here and say, oh, I didn't laugh at all during The Hangover. I'm got just it, being honest. Like, I did
2: laugh a couple um, times. The I am, despite my initial uh, apprehensions about uh, husbands, which I, I'm starting to turn around on based on on the insights that you guys have provided here today. Uh, I am. I was always going to put husbands in the canon, but now I am firmly and and confidently putting it in the canon. And I am putting uh, the Hangover in uh, the the deepest, the ninth circle of the trash canon. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> Damn. I'm putting Hangover in the canon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Guys, honestly, first thought, best thought. First thought, best thought. <laughs>
0: I wish that was true, but unfortunately, I really did. Um, you know, enjoy is a weird word, but H- 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 Husbands is an incredible film and i'm really glad that we watched it for the podcast so thank you both very much for for sharing uh, that horror. so sorry you have to say it you have to say oh. it uh, husbands is going in the canon, and the hangover is going, going forever and in always and in the trash canon. i can okay. never watch the hangover again i can watch hangover part two or part three okay and we didn't have you guys sign anything but just but but yeah, you agree, right?
2: you agree that to never watch mm-hmm. the hangover again for the rest of your lives wow yeah, yeah. never yeah. sorry <laughs> uh, if it's on an airplane next to you you have to shield your eyes if it's yeah. on at a bar you have to you have leave to go like you have to I'll ask people to turn that shit off there yeah. we go it's yeah. like yeah. you can't there watch that around me i'm allergic there we go I made a promise. I was on weekend at Bergmans exactly. Um well, Shelley and Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. This was such a pleasure. Um thank you for this pairing. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm happy with every, how everything turned out. I think we did a did a good job here today. I think we did oh, yeah. I think we did our I think we did our job. Um and uh everyone should uh should check out uh everyone is hot on your Apple on your podcast apps. Mm-hmm. Uh anything else you guys want to uh plug, anything else going on? Uh,
4: no. No, my life
2: Magic is boring. Magic got worse, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check out the everyone. The show is
4: on hiatus at the moment, but we'll be back very soon. Oh, so no, if it looks real. like the episodes are out of date, it's just because we've been getting ready. All right, well, catch out. up, folks. There catch we go. Up now so you're in between. you're
2: in between seasons of Everyone is Hot. Go back and catch up on uh, the back catalog now. Yes. Uh, a lot of great episodes there to, to dig into. And then look forward. Subscribe now and then look forward to the, uh, the new season coming out. That's awesome. Um, any projected ETA on that just very soon?
4: Soon, soon. There you go. Um, soon. Maybe next month. Any,
0: project, oh, okay, any okay. projected
2: hotties? Any previews? Any
0: scoop? Scoop? Yeah, us who got up coming up?
4: In the Please, next. our lips are zipped. Oh, oh, wow. all right. You got to tune all right. all in. Right. All right. I think.
1: There we go. I mean, oh, I want to uh, get some thoughts. <laughs> I want to get some thoughts. I want to get some thoughts.
2: You mean from us? From us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Um, well, Brett was on. Well, I he, was on he said with, with uh, a beautiful uh, woman. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, so I already, I already teased <laughs> okay. my, my. Uh, uh, so people who are episode. not traditionally like Justin I mean, Long. But, yeah.
0: Okay. Job. We got a Justin Long from Brian. Mm. I'm gonna say my, one of my all-time favorite, you know, person that you know is obviously gorgeous, but blah 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 is Shelley Duvall. <gasps> that would be who I would say because Shelley Duvall. I mean, she's so interesting looking that I think she's the most beautiful, you know, woman in the, in the world. But she's. you're coming on. Love yeah, it. well, hey, I do Shelley Duvall at any anytime. I'm a big fan. We can talk Nashville. We talk Shining. You know, it's all it's all there. We love it. That's what I'd say.
2: Yeah, that's what Ooh. I'd say. Love it. That's awesome. Um, well, I think that's it for today. Follow us at uh, Weekend Bergman on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we put clips on there. Uh, send us your ideas for pairings. Um, you can just hit us up on the socials with those. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. And we will. What, what are we doing? Oh, we're about to. Oh, this is very exciting. Two announcements actually, really quickly. We are about to get into our October episodes, which means you know what? We are doing spooky movies. We're doing horror movies Finally. all October. Joe could not be happier. Honestly. He's a horror freak. Let's go. Uh I love horror movies as well. We are going to do uh all horror pairings.
3: Uh, what are we doing uh, first
2: for the month of October? Uh I have to pull it I'm up. Sorry. But while I I'm do doing this that, every week, I'm sorry. While I am doing that, we are going to start, I believe next week, Joe, if this is okay with you, Please. next week. Uh, We record on Monday nights. We're going to start just live streaming all of our recordings uh, because we love having people in the chat. We love uh, interacting with, with all of you. It's a lot of fun. We've done it twice and it was a total blast. Uh, so we're just going to start making that part of the part of the the thing. We'll live stream our Monday night recordings if you want to join us for that. That'd be awesome. Uh, if, if if you don't, you want to just keep listening to us a podcast. That's great. Or if you want to do both, uh, but but we're also going to start releasing on Wednesdays instead of Fridays. Um, uh, get those things out a little faster, a little faster for everybody. Um, so live streaming on Mondays. Episodes are going to start coming out on Wednesdays. This is starting next week with our horror movies. And I was looking up. Um, I was looking up uh, what we're doing. And I i have an announcement. Oh, oh surprise, surprise, Brian, surprise please. Surprise announcement. Brian, please. I am committing for the month of October. Oh, my God. This is neither of these guys know this. Wait, what? what, Holy what shit. For the month of October, I am committing to to watching all the movies. Yes. Oh, yes! Yeah. Yeah, well, look, let's, let's go. go. For the month of October, then, we have our tiebreak vote. We have our tiebreaker right. vote. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, in the event of split votes. Um, that's amazing. What what convinced you? I just love horror movies. Hell yeah, yes. <laughs> hell yeah. Honestly, this is it's. We're saying October. This is just going to be every other week. Forever. Wait, no, now hold up, hold up. Where is my schedule? Because I have all the mo- Hold on a second. Well, that's fine, Brett. While well, you look, I have a little announcement. Please, oh my God, folks, you're going to want to tune into the live stream,
0: uh, or check out our next episode. Yes, it's scary, spooky season. Yes, it's Halloween. Yes, it's October. Yes, we're going to watch horror movies. Yes, I cannot wait. Yes, we're going to get really, really deep into it. But folks, I saw Pearl. I'm not going to tell you what I thought on this episode. I know what he thinks. Well, yeah, you're my friend. Did we text? I'm going to tell you when we start October horror movies. Tune in to hear my review of Pearl. I hated X. Did
2: Ty West win me over? Patton Oswalt liked Pearl. Find out next week. Uh, So this is what we're doing in October. I'm going to run through the whole October uh, 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 timeline. So the first one, I love this. This actually came. I don't. The the chat disappeared, so I don't know who said this. But in one of our Twitch live streams, I think it was Blade versus Nosferatu. We were asking people to shout out pairings. You remember that? Yeah. And someone shouted out uh, Alien versus Predator, which I love. So not the movie Alien versus Predator, but Alien versus Predator. Really? I love that. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yes. Alien that's versus- next week? Yes. Next week. Yes. I- I'm sorry. I'm stunned because that's a good one. That's a good one. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 no, yeah I, I love, love it. I love. So Alien. Versus Predator. Great. All right. Next is. Uh, good. Uh, just watch good movies. Good. Next is the uh, the original Suspiria, the Argento yes. Suspiria versus The Faculty. You remember The Faculty? I I, I know of what you speak. I've never Great. seen it. So like uh, horror things happening in kind of a school, right? And mm-hmm. Yeah. So Suspiria versus The Faculty. Good luck. Uh, next, uh, and I think we, we have a guest schedule for this one, is uh, The Witch, the Eggers, Eggers first movie yeah. um, versus The Craft. The craft, mm, right? That's gonna be a that's good one. That's a great one.
0: That's gonna be a good one, Brett.
2: Now, this one's gonna this one this is the one that's gonna haunt you all month. Lay it because, on me. Because I think I really was divided on this one. This might just divide us. What period. is it? The cabinet of Dr. Caligari right. versus the island of Dr. Moreau. Wow. The Marlon Brando wow. uh disastrous island of Dr. Yeah. Moreau, which both of you you and I like yeah. love. Yeah but it's going to be right. a question of like why do right. we love it right. it's cuz it's right cuz it's 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 going to be but you know what that's going to enter into the magic of the movies yes so i will say we got to be honest i will just say going into that yeah. clear your schedule yeah Light some. Watch, it, be watch it as burning. though it might be the last time you ever watch it. The,
0: there's few joys I've ever felt I know, watching, like watching a movie yeah. than the fucking Marlon Brando Island of Dr. Moreau. It is. And I'm sure, like, here's what, here's like an, here, my initial hearing of this. Like, yeah. Caligari's better. Moreau's like, sure. Because it's bad. So sure, like, what sure, are sure, we sure, sure, do? sure, sure. So I'm but, very excited to, like, but, so, but Bergman shocks me every time. Yes. Like, I, I'm very excited to watch these movies back to back and, like, come yeah. in and be honest because, uh, you know, who, who's.
2: The, no, anything can happen. Anything can happen, especially on October, folks. And then. Because there's just that was just not enough. I was like, ah, I got like I I ran I like ran like I got to the end of October. I was like, I ran out of time. I want I want to do more. We're gonna do a bonus episode that's gonna drop on Halloween on the thirty first. You ready for this? Yeah, lay it on me. Uh, the Driller Killer, Abel Ferrara. uh, Abel Ferrara is the Driller Killer versus Candyman. The Driller Killer uh, versus the original Candyman. Guys, this month is gonna be this is it. I love it. This This month is gonna be so much fun. This is it. So that is October. Uh, that's our Halloween timeline. We're going to start um, live streaming our Monday recordings, and episodes will start dropping on Wednesdays, um, and that's that. I'm very excited. All God right. bless God bless you. God bless America. All right. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com.